Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. At our top story today, almost 25% of millennials' parents cover their rent. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Deidre Willard is with The Motley Fold. Deidre, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you for having me. All right, Deidre, this is a very interesting survey that just came out. Um, and I picked up on on almost 25% of millennials' parents cover their rent. And among other things, utilities, groceries, et cetera, but 25%. Now, this is a sample size of like 2,000 people. There are way more than 2,000 millennials in the country, so we can't paint a broad brush. But I want to start off with your reaction to that. Uh, I'm not surprised to hear it. Uh, I've also watched the number of people living at home tick up steadily, uh, even before the pandemic, but it's certainly increasing during the pandemic. So that's, it's sort of all a parcel of the fact that it is very expensive right now to, to, to be a young adult and be out in the world. Yeah. And, and so do you think that um, just, you know, putting on your financial uh, education hat and also your real estate hat, do you think this is a function of maybe a lack of financial literacy or is it really truly a function that it's really expensive out there not just with rent, but gasoline prices, food prices, you name it, it's getting more expensive. It's both because, I mean, w- wages are increasing and that's a good thing. And But rent is still very high, although it does. We, we are seeing some numbers that are showing that it's flattening. But there was a Morgan Stanley study that came out recently about the similar phenomenon and saying that younger people are actually spending more on luxury goods. And so they're living with their parents or they're getting subsidized in other ways so that they can have a, a, a more luxurious life. And uh, that's not such a good thing because that doesn't really set them up for success. And, and Deidre, is it just millennials or is it people of my generation, Gen Xers? I mean, I'm in my 50s and Gen Xers, I think, span. They probably go all the way up into their 60s now. Um, are people of my generation living with their parents? Because if so... I'm going to make a plea right now for my mom to invite me back to her house. Well, you know, yes and no, because we've, we've got the, the, the growing uh, caregiver issue, which, which I think is going to become bigger and bigger as, as our boomers age. Our, our, our boomers are not going to live forever, and that's a concern. I think that there's just a variety of factors here, but I, I don't think Gen Xers are still living with their parents for the most part. But the problem is that they are subsidizing more their um, their kids in a way that maybe they weren't subsidized as kids. So every generation tends to do things in a way that their parents didn't. So Gen Xers, I don't know about you, but but I learned that when you were 18, you were in college or you were working and you were out the door. Yep. But gen, the Gen X parents that, that I know and I'm friends with, they're, they're a little more like, oh, well, the kids can come back after college and maybe save for a house or things like that. So the, uh, the Gen X parents are making it a little easy for, for kids to stay home. Yeah. And, and, and also keep in mind, Deidre, I want to get your perspective on this as well, is that when I came out of college, um, 
it was a pretty good market. I mean, I came out in 1995. This is before the, the tech bubble, but um, I didn't experience a downturn really until 2008, where the rest of us featured it, uh, experienced a downturn. Is, is it also a, a matter of, hey, you know, experience? It is partly that uh, student loan debts play a huge, huge role here. And you're seeing just the milestones of life are being hit later. People are getting married later. They're having kids later. They're owning a house later. So everything's being pushed out a little bit. And that, that's part of what we're seeing as well. And you, you talk about the caregiving. A lot of us are caregivers or will be caregivers. We have an aging society. So you've talked earlier in, in the year and, and previously in 2022 about new communities. I mean, we really have to, are we kind of reverting back to, and I don't think it's a bad thing, by the way, where we li families live together, that you, you move in or you live with, you know, we take care of, the, of our older parents, we take care of our, of our grandparents. Is that kind of the, you know, we're not as disparate as we once were? Maybe. I think that's still a small portion of, of, of what's happening. I'm excited by things like, like Lennar, the home builder. They've, they've been experimenting with multi-generational models that have like separate entrances. It's interesting as a global shift, right? We've had uh, post-war, you had everybody move out into, into the suburbs. You had the nuclear families. Now, you know, now those people that did that are seeing the consequences of that shift as as they turn 80 and need to be you know maybe need more care they don't they don't live near their kids they could encourage their kids to move away so there's a lot happening there that i think we're going to see some interesting new models of housing and living together to to try to cope with that last question deidre before we go to commercial break rent you hit on this at the beginning but let's just talk about rents and rents in in major cities metropolis metropoli is that the right? I don't know. Metropolises, metropoli, whatever. Someone write in and tell me if I got that right. But uh, in all seriousness, are rents going up? Are they going up in stratospheric numbers as they were uh, before the pandemic, post-pandemic? It, it has been a roller coaster ride with rents. We're seeing now flattening, and flattening is a really good thing. So we're not seeing a lot of major declines, but we're seeing flattening in in most major metros. And so that's giving giving people a, a chance to take a break. We're also looking at potential oversupply in some markets with a large multifamily, but that's really at the higher end of rents and not in the middle where there's still a lack of supply. Yeah, I wonder if the kids are, uh, when kids, you know, that first job out of college and moved to New York City or Washington, D.C., and you have roommates and yet. You take a one-bedroom, you make it into a three-bedroom. I wonder if that's still the case, Deidre. Deidre, I need to take a very quick break. I can't get it out this morning. When we come back, we'll talk about the top overvalued housing markets. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. 
But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Deidre, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two. My pleasure. All right, so let's talk. We're going to flip from rents. We're going to flip from parents paying rents to home prices. And as we all know, and as you have told us numerous times in the program and, and others as well, that um, you know, mortgage rates are going up and the home buying is not the market it once was. Deidre, are there some overvalued markets now in the housing markets in the United States? Yeah, we're, we're at an interesting time in housing. Uh, mortgage rates, they, they seem to be sort of stabilizing, and that's really good. Uh, we had pending home sales uh, announced recently, and, the, and those were, were promising. Still, We're still down by over a, a third for the year. But yeah, the overvalued markets, a lot of the markets that people went to during the pandemic and really blew up are now some of those markets that are that are overvalued. Uh, some of the research uh, that that you and I looked at was from Patrick Duffy at U.S. News and World Report. 
Uh, he's done a lot of work on, on Boise. Boise, Idaho is fascinating because it got went way, way up during the pandemic. It's a beautiful place to live. A lot of people, remote work, want to live there. Now things have shifted and uh, that market may be overvalued as well as some of the other, what they used to call Zoom towns. So are, are people being pulled back to the cities? Um, you, we have talked with you and others about the return to office. And it seems like the employers now have more leverage, uh, at least from what I've been reading in the, in the popular press. Um, does that draw people away from the Boise's? No longer can you have a Zoom meeting or Zoom work remotely. Now they want you in the office. So is that pulling people back and changing the dynamics of a what were, was a very interesting housing market? It might be. Uh, but office occupancy, it's still hovering around that 50% mark nationally. It's very different by market, though. Certainly some of markets in the Midwest and in Texas, occupancy is much higher. In New York City, it tends to be a little bit lower. I think it starts, it's, I, I don't know if it's the perception or not, because we've got these tech layoffs, right? And so there starts to be this perception of maybe my job's at risk. Maybe I need to be more in front of people. Maybe I should be in the office more so that my boss sees me if my boss is in the office. So that th that that fear and that and that fear of maybe lose if I lose my job and I'm remote, I might not be able to find another remote position. Whereas if I'm closer to a city, I've I've got more options. So I think some of that is driving what we might see with markets being overvalued. The other thing that was so interesting with the overvalued uh, study is of course, California. So many markets in California are, are overvalued right now. And I think that's, that, that's a long-term concern. Is that a cost of living, a function of cost of living? I mean, it really is, I, I, California is beautiful. I mean, they have, how many sports teams do they have? They have a lot of sports teams. It's beautiful real estate. They look at the Pacific Ocean. I mean, it's not a bad place to live, great, great climate. Does the cost of living, in fact, the, all the inflation that we're feeling here, you're in Florida right now, but you live in Alexandria. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're all feeling this pain. So does that kind of create instability? Because people are like, I'm out of here. I can't pay the taxes. I can't pay for all these expenses. And that creates more instability in the housing market. I'm worried about that with California. I'm also worried about the cost of doing business in California. Uh, during the pandemic and after, we saw a lot of companies, especially from the Silicon Valley area, they're moving. They're moving to Florida. They're moving to Texas. They're moving to states with without income tax. So they're moving to Nevada. There's a lot of different migrations. So is it a good climate to do business in? I think that is, is a larger concern because that's going to impact a lot of the home prices. So real quick, Deidre, what are some tips if, I, if you're out um, in this market, you're looking for... I know you're not a real estate agent, but I mean, you have a really good sense for what's going on. I mean, what do you have to be thinking about if you're a first time or a, or a buyer looking at houses? Obviously, mortgage rates are one. What about contingencies? Are people waving, still waving <laughs> contingencies? Hey, I don't check the roof. Don't check the plumbing. I never advise that. Yeah, mortgage rates is fascinating right now. Really shop around because things are changing so fast. Uh, talking to a friend of mine who's buying a house, uh, you know, the the rates were changing daily. So it took took her a little while to lock one in. So shop around very much for mortgage rates. It never, ever, ever waive the contingencies. Bidding wars are coming back a little bit in some markets, not all markets. But I, I think the uh, the buyer is still in a in a position of power for now because uh, because it's it's still those those sellers do want to sell. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be interesting for some time to come. And, and I know the Fed is uh, meeting pretty soon. So we're gonna have to see 
what rates do and then what that means ultimately for mortgage rates. Deidre Wohler, great to see you. As always, thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. All right. Thank you so much. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Bulls. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.